Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Welcome to another edition of CTRM Radio, an ad hoc podcast brought to you by Commodity Technology Advisory and hosted on CTRMcenter.com. My name is Gary Vasey. And today we will be looking at the linkage between CTRM and Treasury. CTRM Radio is kindly sponsored by Enuit, an award-winning provider of CTRM and commodity management solutions worldwide. And if you'd like to sponsor CTRM Radio, please do contact us at Commodity Technology Advisory. Well, everybody's aware of the huge volatility and high prices that we're seeing in commodity markets today. And this is causing some issues around cash management. So it struck us that it might be a good idea to investigate at this particular point in time, the linkage or not between CTRM and Treasury Solutions in order to drive better cash management. And to begin with, I spoke with Martin Hiller of Fours. So what are you seeing in the market right now? Yeah, Gary, that's a very interesting question because there's a lot going on and clearly what probably everybody sees is that the prices are not just uh, on a very high absolute level, but there is a very, very high volatility. And uh, just looking at gas, it's, it's sometimes unbelievable what jumps you can observe during a few minutes, um, sometimes even beyond 30 euros um, per megawatt if you look at the front month. And that has, from my point of view, not just one single impact and challenge that comes with it uh, for, an or, for a trading organization, but there are several ones. And maybe we can go through it and uh, share a bit my yeah, opinion and my, my experience. Um, I think it has a huge impact on the way risk must be managed. Yeah. And not just for pricing, but also once you have conducted a position and a deal, um, for yeah, the daily risk management of such a deal. Um, pricing, I think the biggest challenge is really that you have systems and tools and processes and also your data available to be quick when it comes to pricing, especially when you have complex structures like PPAs, because prices can um, change within minutes, yeah. um, especially if it's a short one PPA. Uh, so in general, that brings new requirements to uh, models of uh, risk managers and their performance and um, also having the data available to, to be quick enough. And of course, once you have conducted the deal, you, you need to monitor it and make sure you, you do your hedges, um, whatever is needed in order to, um, yeah, don't uh, create new risks. Uh, it can be profit at risk, it can be VAR, that might be exceeded if you don't um, act um, quick enough. So I think for that reason, um, in order to monitor those risk uh, figures and numbers, PNL as well, you need to have, again, quick and sufficient tools and systems in place. And again, your data available um, to be quick enough, ideally near real time. So this is, I think, a huge um, um, impact that arises from 
this huge volatility in the market. Talking then maybe from a front office point of view, a trader point of view, I think uh, it's also not easy to cope with the developments, but that brings, of course, very nice opportunities as well. If you understand uh, the market uh, well enough, if you're quick enough, and if you know what you do, and I think uh, some really got a good pinel out of the uh, current developments in their books. Maybe continuing a bit from a risk point of view, another topic that is a big challenge given the new market developments is the whole topic cash management. Yeah. And there I see as one part of it, the margining as something that uh, creates big challenges for organizations. So to, to cope with margin calls, yeah. that can be tremendously huge. We're talking here not just about uh, millions, it can be a few hundred millions even, if you look at the prices. And that might either uh, force you to, to sell off some positions because it's just too, too big, the margin call. And I think this is um, something that is happening maybe more to investment funds, which then put some price pressure um, that might explain the huge jumps that um, right. you can see sometimes um, downwards. But um, also for, for utilities, uh, that's of course a huge challenge because uh, it's not just that they have to have this cash available, but what utilities try to do is they try to forecast and understand in which direction the margin, uh, might, the margin account might go uh, in order to manage the cash better to have the cash available. And that means, of course, at the end, they need to anticipate and um, more or less re-engineer the, the margin uh, requirements, the margin methods, like the uh, spin methods uh, from the, the SME uh, exchange. And some try to rebuild that and forecast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a huge um, impact um, given the new market uh, conditions. And then in general, you mentioned it, cash management. That for me, that also comes with um, more looking now into the treasury of an organization. It also comes with making sure that you oversee the incoming and outgoing cash payments. So really the down to transactional level. Um, that has been, of course, important before already. But since now you have completely new levels of margins, um, and potentially also the value of contracts is much higher. So sold electricity, sold gas or bought electricity and bought gas. Um, the, yeah, the cash amounts are just much higher. And if you are not precise on, on, on monitoring that, you might end up in a liquidity um, mm -hmm. trap and don't have the money available anymore that you might need. So it's important not just to... to monitor the real transactions, but also to forecast um, where possible those transactions in order to improve the liquidity and cash management. I spent a couple of years out of being an analyst and actually on the hard end of the industry and, and the company mm -hmm. I worked for, which I, I won't obviously mention names, but let's say that, um, let's say that uh, the, 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 ex the currency of the company, let's say it's um, British pounds, but we're trading euros and dollars mainly in commodity, you know, in commodity markets across Europe, uh, different commodities price maybe in euros or dollars. 
And let's say that we have half a dozen subsidiaries that are trading their own book throughout Europe. And some of those are Euro countries, but some of them like Czech Republic are still using their own currency. So things, you know, we, we still have to pay rent and salaries and goodness knows what in local currency. And one of the things that's happening right now is you've got a lot of inflationary pressure, obviously pushing through the system and central banks are having to respond by raising interest rates. And so not only do you have commodity price volatility, but you've got FX volatility and you've probably got IR volatility. So um, if, if you're a trading company uh, from a back office perspective, cash management becomes even more complicated because you have to you have to watch what's going on in terms of, of getting the best exchange rates, making sure each company, each entity in the group is properly funded, given what you know of its cash constraints and demands over the next few weeks. And this is where I'm wondering if the linkage between Treasury and CTRM is sufficient in terms of the level of integration or whether you think perhaps there's room for improvement there. Or whether, in fact, um, you know, something like a CTRM that has a has a, a treasury com, uh, functionality built in is, is the way to go. What have you any opinion there? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I think there is room for improvement. Um, of course, it depends on the org organization and solutions uh, that they have built already. But what I can see, which is not uncommon, is that there is a lot of manual work between treasury system and um, or treasury systems and a, a CTRM or ETRM system. And so a lot of manual work, manual interface, more or less uh, pushing yeah. data from one system to the other one. And yeah, that, that might work. But as we all know, manual work is often error prone. It costs a lot of effort by default, more than it's usually automized. And I think this is something you, you can improve and you should improve, especially since markets are faster, they're more volatile, and you need to react also faster to those huge price jumps. Um, and also to make sure that uh, the treasury system is in line with a CTM system. I, I see there is definitely improvement here, but maybe not as, as challenging as uh, what you can see in terms of risk management uh, that I mentioned and in general. Yeah trading itself, but uh, it is something I see at least requests or at least pains coming up that didn't exist before in that context. You know, as an analyst, that's what I'm looking at is, are we going to see any movement into treasury by the CTRM vendors? There are one or two vendors that do have treasury uh, that they tend to be the larger ones, obviously. But is this an emerging requirement? Or, or do you think it just depends on how long this particular market phase lasts? Yeah, um, I don't think that uh, the market phase will uh, calm down or come back to regular levels soon, no matter if it's commodity prices. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole Europe is, is short, especially in gas, and that has an impact also on power. So I think in terms of commodity prices, but also inflation, uh, rate and, and interest rates, uh, this uh, will not calm down. So yeah, the, the, I think there will be more or less uh, an, an ongoing or persistent demand for integrated solutions, not just for treasury and CTM linkage, for example, but also other solutions. And I guess it's, it's best to ask um, a vendor, an ETM or CTM vendor, if, if, if they are planning to yeah. build a special integrated treasury functionality 
but I would assume so if there is a, a constant market demand, which was my assumption as for now, because uh, that's just a logical reaction of, of, uh, of a vendor that usually provides solutions that the market needs. What I could also imagine is that uh, some companies might build their own solutions and, and, and workarounds. So not necessarily buy and, and seek out for a vendor to provide a, a module or functionality in order to manage cash and uh, the whole treasury activities better, but build something on top that is ideally connected and integrated via API, for example, to a CTM solution. Patrick also spoke with Lance Fortman of ION. ION have, of course, traditionally sold products like OpenLink, Ender and Finder as a CTRM treasury combination and had some success in the past with that. And we wanted to know where they were with that kind of a solution and what they saw as developing requirements in the marketplace. So we are talking to uh, Mr. Lance Bachman with ION. Uh, today we're talking about treasury and, and treasury management as part of a uh, CTRM solution and strategy uh, for addressing kind of the, the very difficult markets that we're in these days. Lance, as, as you well know, we're seeing really extraordinary circumstances out there with almost constantly escalating prices across the, the entire commodity spectrum uh, from energies to ags to metals uh, with huge and, and sometimes damaging volatilities. Uh, in particular, we're seeing companies really struggling under margin calls as, uh, as prices jump back and forth on an intraday and, and daily and weekly and monthly basis, creating really significant issues around treasury and treasury management. ION has in the past really touted their, their intersection of commodity trading and, and treasury management. Uh, I think you guys have in the past certainly uh, led the space in, in terms of capabilities for uh, managing that, that intersection. Is that something that uh, ION continues to view as kind of their, their place in the market, uh, amongst others, of course, but, but certainly in terms of their ability to protect companies from this type of environment? Yes, Patrick, very simply put. And, and yes, we sympathize and, and with our customers. You know, some, some customers can't uh, spectate from the sidelines. Some of our customers that would normally trade right in the middle of this are spectating. They're choosing to kind of sit back and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to get out of this particular trade right now because it is too volatile. The flat prices are too high. The margin um, involved is, is just too heavy of an impact on my cash positions and, and my funding. Um, but many customers cannot, and they have to stay in in there, uh, many of the consumers and producers. So we definitely see that. And yes, is the simple answer. If, if, if we go even prior to ION, you know, OpenLink has always had that strength across the, quote, Fendor and Endor side, where it handles both the treasury and cash management, as well as the commodity management solution. And of course, it is the, the goal for ION to provide the automation and data um, in the financial technology space for all markets, regardless of the asset class. So ION leads the way um, in virtually every market you can imagine trading, whether it's equities, whether it's capital, 
markets, fixed income, repos, FX, uh, of course, then you get into treasury solutions and commodity solutions. And ION is the, the leader with the number of products and capabilities and customer coverage that we have with over 80,000 users across our treasury and commodity solution. So yes, very simply put, both a history from you know, some of the products that we have, as well as the ION strategy of being able to handle different markets. Now it goes beyond that. What we're seeing is just an increased uh, stress on the back office, treasury team, trade finance team, um, in general, anyone in that kind of role, regardless of where, what, what type of commodity, regardless of where they sit in the supply chain, the, that back office finance, trade finance function, a lot of pressure on them right now. You know, to be able to fund their businesses, liquidity is critical to trading, and it's it's a, you know cash flow and liquidity are critical to any business, but especially trading to be able to keep products moving. So yes, we're seeing a, a tremendous amount of pressure, and Ion has always wanted um, to to be able to do that. And now what we're just seeing is that convergence more of treasury into commodities vice versa commodities and treasuries just a coalescence they're just growing more and more together so we see from many of our treasury customers we're going to speak to one tomorrow uh, that's an existing treasury customer that needs to be able to now start managing more than just their fx and interest rate coverage but now they're starting to manage commodity risk and vice versa we see many of our commodity solutions and commodity customers who are saying we need better ability to manage cash to be able to manage margining to be able to have interest rate bearing instruments and coverage there so yes we're definitely seeing that convergence and i think you, you might have just touched on this relative to uh, commodity customers looking for treasury capabilities and treasury companies looking or you know treasury clients uh, looking now to, to manage commodities, but is there outside of those kind of broad trends, is there any particular capability uh, that, that you're, you're seeing being requested more than, than others? Or, you know, is there, is there a particular function that, that your clients are really coming back to you looking for some assistance on? I, I can list a few with um, maybe some reasonably discrete use cases. So hedge accounting seems to be coming back more into play due to the high flat, uh, high flat price. We're seeing more and more uh, need to be able to make sure that we, we have the hedge accounting function covered. And you know, we're seeing more interesting consumers come in. So it's not just your massive consumers of commercial or commodity intensive consumers, we're seeing mm -hmm a little bit, we're seeing that threshold lowered uh, for where people start to realize that if we can provide cost-effective and turnkey hedge accounting commodity exposure solutions, that people are taking advantage of that, whereas it used to have a, a quite higher barrier to entry. So we have um, some products that we can put in place very quickly and very cost-effectively to manage that commodity exposure, to put your hedges in place, as well as to be able to do your designation and, and effectiveness reporting. So that's one area. 
So that's kind of going, I would say, hedge accounting down market to be able to do turnkey quickly. The other incredibly important area is just being able to, to, to manage the full, I will say, funding and cash life cycle through commodities. So typically our treasury customers, they know where all of their cash is and, and any kind of funding, regardless of, of, uh, of the type of cash or the type of, of, of instrument. And now we need to be able to track that deeply into the commodity supply chain. So we need to understand, and we're seeing, realistically, we also know, uh, let, me, let me back up just a moment. We know that the types of funding sources are also changing, right? right. Because of the, right. The, the energy transition and the, the focus on green. And, and the ability to have green investments, that means that many of your classic funding sources are, are you know, exiting or removing that exposure uh, or reducing that exposure, pardon me. So we're seeing more interesting sources of funding and whether that's family offices or just new uh, pri private equity types of funding that are coming into the industry. So with that it means that you need to be able to track that funding through your entire supply chain so the functionality that we're seeing is i'm a trading shop and i have different funding sources i need to be able to report back to my investors or my sources of funds not just your classic syndicated collateral facility we need to be able to report back to my investors exactly where their funds are how much are allocated to different type of trading and when it will come back, what is the current rate of return based off of the commodity trade with respect to what is the minimum internal rate that they expect to re uh, return? So these are the types of functionality that are very interesting. And, and it shows the, so it, it marries that profitability of the classic commodity trade with, you know, yes, from a pure commodity sense, We've got cargoes of coal or LNG or crude or a, a metals tolling process that we're financing, you know, bringing su supplying uh, um, concentrates and, and then selling the raw, the, the, excuse me, the refined metal. So these types of, of commodity profitability need to be able to be applied directly to that funding. So we need to know that the commodity trade, the underlying business is making money, is it making over or under an expected internal rate or even an external rate uh, based off of the funding source? Where is that coming from? How can I make sure on a, on a daily or even a weekly, monthly, depending on how, how they report, back to their investors, here's where your money is, here's where it's allocated, and then of course those investors then also want another feature which is to know are you in a sustainable commodity so some of the investors mandate that that sustainability right um so are you offsetting your footprint or is this what kind of 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 carbon footprint is my money being put into so these are the, the types of features that we're seeing go deeper into the commodity side of the footprint. I hope that uh, makes sense. You know, if, if we 
kind of pull out the crystal ball and we we try to look forward in these markets we it's the the market's on a, a very difficult trajectory right now i mean it doesn't seem to be improving much in terms of uh stability i mean we're seeing uh global inflation uh we're seeing higher interest rates from central banks i mean the u.s has been jacking up rates here over the last uh, several weeks uh, above and beyond what they had projected uh, we're seeing increased FX volatility, and then of course that all filters down to the exposures on on companies' balance sheets that, that trade commodities. How does Ion see this, or how do you personally see the, this this continuing? Do do you anticipate that this this volatile market will continue, and will it drive increased demand for treasury management from commodity trading organizations? Is it going to require additional capabilities as uh, as this this market continues to to evolve? Yes, in simple terms, it, the increase we're going to continue to see more demand for our classic commodity customers, if you will, the commodity intensive, uh, whether it's the traders, producers, mid you know uh, processing, midstream, uh, the downstream. Uh, regardless of the, the commodity asset class you're trading, um, we're going to continue to see that need increase. I mean, very simply put, as you, as you noted, liquidity is getting squeezed on both the physical and the financial side. Right. So right. that kind of balance sheet pressure means that you have to optimize your funds, which means you can no longer use spreadsheets or guess, you need to be able to use the same risk management and the same commodity management and operations capabilities that we've been delivering for, for decades to bring in that, that cash management into uh, this, this arena. And if you don't, you know, other, other firms will be able to deploy less cash because they're more effective and more optimized with their cash to their business, which means they'll either be able to have uh, conduct more business with, with the same amount of cash as you, or they'll be able to use less cash more effectively. Further, there's another important point that's driving this, Patrick. You know, we, we saw this um, even in some of the markets that aren't as mature. We were in a, uh, a conference with downstream or you know, refining and downstream for African markets and talked to a couple of banks and a couple of the, the large Swiss firms who provide a lot of the, the paper for hedging to that market. And they're mandating this now. So mm -hmm. it's not just, and it, this, isn't, this isn't a regulatory requirement. This is for these companies to be able to hedge, they're mandating that they use these types of solutions to know exactly how they're hedged and where their cash is and so forth. And so they can be able, they don't have to you know, say necessarily where the funding is, but they need to be able to have the systems to support them. So we're seeing, obviously the investors require it and we're seeing different influence to force this. So yes, uh, it will only increase that pressure and we're going to continue to see the market evolve. So we we talk a lot at, at Ion, and that's the that's the basis 
of, of Andrea starting the company was the digitization and the, the automation of the back office originally for fixed income, right? So now it's just spread to different uh, asset classes. And at that point in time, equities was quite evolved. It was well down the play in the maturation. And now fixed income has, has gone down that path and it has, has, has evolved. And so that evolution, that market maturation for different markets will continue. And then you have newer markets that are not as mature that will continue as well to evolve. So, you know, if, if you think about it, market maturity, if you think about the, the, the pressure to have sustainable investments, if you think about the massive market volatility and, and pressure on, on the actual markets and, and reduced liquidity and, and cash is not as easy to get to and it costs more to get. Um, all of these are going to impact and yes, will drive overall a convergence of treasury and commodity solutions as well as a more affordable and, and, and quick solution for these. Um, so you no longer have to go with our, our flagship solution, which is OpenLink, to drive out both uh, your um, treasury and, and, and commodity solution. You know, most of our other solutions have always had basic collateral management and some basic cash flow management, but now some of our solutions are being uh, really uh, beefed up to be able to support that and whether or not we're connecting to our existing treasury solutions. So it's definitely happening and it will definitely progress. Yeah, and you brought up an interesting point that it's it's not only about current market conditions in, in terms of volatility or inflation, uh, FX exposure, it's also becoming more and more about uh, diligence really on the part of the, the financiers that they're they're looking to ensure that those investments that they're making are, are being well well attended. Let's let's put it, and and the, they need a the, the the people they're financing need a systematic approach to ensure that they can uh, demonstrate they're they're acting in a in a uh, with appropriate diligence uh, with those investments. Well, we hope you found this CTRM radio podcast useful. If you have, perhaps you would kindly subscribe, like and share and alert your friends to this particular content source. We'd like to thank the guests that we had on the show today. We'd also like to thank Enuit for their sponsorship and you for listening. You've been listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at ComTechAdvisory.com and much more news, views, research and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Basie and their guests today, and we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio.